0: Welcome everyone to today's devotion. We're in Acts chapter 22 and Acts 22 um, is really part of the conclusion of chapter 21. Remember that Paul is uh, in chapter 21 marching towards Jerusalem. When he gets there it starts out well and then he's arrested and accused of, of all this sort of stuff. So in chapter 22 he gives his defense. And remember that Paul has taken the Nazarite vow and uh, now he explains to the the mob That want to do him real harm and don't want to be reasoned with, um, his story, why it is he does what he does and what he really believes in. So he starts there in verse 1 Brothers and fathers, hear the defense that I now make before you. And when they heard that he was addressing them in the Hebrew language, they became even more quiet. It's a pretty good strategy by Paul. We're actually going to see two sides of Paul at the beginning and end of this. Um, Remember that he is taking drastic measures to demonstrate that he hasn't surrendered his Jewishness. He's still a Jew. He's still an ethnic Jew. He still believes in the Old Testament. However, what is different is he now believes that the Messiah has come. And the Messiah was crucified by his fellow man and uh, or well by Romans as well but, but that the Jews had had rejected uh, their their Messiah largely had, had rejected and so he he begins to tell his testimony now because we, we looked at the conversion of Saul uh, a few weeks ago I, I don't want to go through everything Saul says here he will repeat the same testimony uh, in, in the coming chapters so uh, again remember Luke has several long monologues and this is one of them Uh, verse three i am a jew born in tarsus of cilicia so you can see that uh, uh, these insights give us some some really uh, good information about the biography of paul Uh, but brought up in this city educated at the feet of gamaliel according to the strict manner of the law of our fathers being zealous for god as all of you are this day now notice the reference to gamaliel is important um, because it was gamaliel who earlier in acts suggested that they shouldn't try to wipe out the Christians because if, if 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 it's God's movement it's it's a fool's errand but if it is man's movement uh, it'll take care of itself and it'll it'll just die out um, after all they'd already killed Jesus So uh, Paul studies under Gamaliel. and we know from outside sources Gamaliel was one of the most influential uh, religious leaders and teachers rabbis at this time. so Paul uh, is, uh um really was was on a fast track of being an elite pharisee much as in America today if you go to certain schools and you have a certain resume you're among the the elite so paul would have been considered among that here verse 4 uh, he was so zealous for his faith verse 4 that i persecuted this way to to the death again there's that reference to the way even though they were first called christians in antioch it seemed like most people still preferred uh, to call the Christian movement the way. Um, Binding and delivering to prison both men and women as the high priest and the whole council of elders can bear me witness. From them I received letters to the brothers and I journeyed toward Damascus to take those also who were there and to bring them in bonds to Jerusalem to be punished. So here Paul reminds us of who he was prior to his conversion. He was, in reality, one of them. He saying, look, there was a time when I wanted to destroy this movement. I I was like you, violent and raging, and then I found a better way. God got a hold of me through this vision of His Son, and I became a follower of the way. I became a Christian. Well, all of that is included in verses six to sixteen. I don't want to dive in into it. You can go back. You can read it for yourself, or go back to our um, study of that passage. Verse 17, When I had returned to Jerusalem and was praying in the temple, I fell into a trance and saw him saying to me, Make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly, because they will not accept your testimony about me. And I said, Lord, they themselves know that in one synagogue after another, I imprison and beat those who believed in you. And when the blood of Stephen, your witness, was being shed, I myself was standing by and approving and watching over the garments of those who killed him. He said to me, Go, for I will send you far away to the Gentiles. Now, this is a detail that we don't have in, in narrative form earlier on. Well, but but this is part where he is he's having to flee Jerusalem, right? Blower it in through, through the basket. Uh, and so what we see here, Paul, Paul's being told by God to flee. He's saying, Why would they come after me? They, they, they know I'm one of them. I says, no, I'm going to send you to, to the Gentiles. So the biography of Paul is the things he used to do to the Christians. Now, as a Christian will be done to him by the same people. And so God sends him to the Gentiles. And Paul states that this is this is the foundation of his testimony. God has sent me to the Gentiles. And so the question is, what does ministry look beyond our ethnic tribe? This has been a challenge for, for Christianity throughout history. And and not all Christians have risen to, to the uh, standard that, that Paul does here. That, that often what we want to do is when we spread Christianity, we do want to bring our culture with it. But Paul is a good model of just bringing the gospel. And so this does mean adjustments regarding dietary laws and cultural norms and everything like that. Now, Paul was able to make that adjustment Peter begrudgingly made that adjustment, but many of the Jews, particularly those who rejected Jesus as their Messiah, would never accept that sort of adjustment. And then verse 22 is when Paul gets himself in trouble. Up to this word, they listened to him. Then they raised their voice and said, away with such a fellow from the earth, for he should not be allowed to live. Now, what did Paul say? Paul said that God sent him to the Gentiles. And that the Jews were, were, were going to hurt him. That was it. That, that, that God sent a, a Pharisee. God sent a man of God to the Gentiles. And they were appalled. That is tribalism. And it's evil. And we live in a tribal society. To where you your identity is tied to the way you look on the outside. The way you choose to live your life. Um, and if you break rank religiously, politically, uh, ethically, morally, from that tribe, you are not recognized as a, as, as a member of that. Right? And we can give plenty of examples that, that, that break that mold. Uh, and, and this is why tribalism is really divisive, unhealthy for a broader society. And it, frankly, it's, it's quite evil. Um, and so the fact that Paul would go to the Gentiles... He is rejected. Well, uh, the uh, resting officer there is going to have him flogged. This is pretty typical. Um, it is the way to um, um, satisfy the crowd that justice is being done, even if it is um, unrighteous justice. Um, but notice verse 25. So they stretch him out to flog him. This is um, uh, pre- pretty severe punishment, and they don't even know what he did. Um They stretch him out for the whips. Paul said the centurion who was standing by. Is it lawful for you to flog a man who's a Roman citizen and uncondemned? And this is what sets up the rest of the book. So what we have at the beginning is Paul saying, I was raised in Jerusalem, essentially trained in Jerusalem. I am a Jew of Jews at the end of the chapter he claims his Roman citizenship. Now, as it goes on, uh, we we discover that Paul didn't buy his citizenship like like the uh, centurion did, but rather he was born a Roman citizen. So there's a lot of debate as to how uh, that happened. And I don't think it's worth our our time to to explore that here. But nevertheless, Paul has uh, a Roman citizenship, which would have been worth quite a bit. Um, And one of the benefits of this is a Roman citizen cannot be punished without uh, being condemned for that punishment. I know that that sounds kind of an obvious point today, um, but that's not the way the system worked before. Again, they're about to punish him just to 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 get the crowd to go away. You know, remember, they did the same thing to Jesus. Pilate initially just had Jesus whipped um, rather severely, but but still he, he he was going to survive that. but it would enough for the crowd so so he had to actually uh, legally condemn him. And so Paul uh, um, declares his Roman citizenship. This will get him to Rome. He's able to appeal directly to Caesar. And so this will begin that, that process to Rome. Um, and this is why the book will end with Paul in Rome waiting trial. Okay. So what do we have here is is we see the two sides of, of Paul. We see why uh, he is... He is uh, a, a good minister to both Jews and Gentiles. He's he's got both in him essentially. He's a Roman citizen, so so he has a sympathetic audience with Gentiles. Yet he he's he's as Jewish as anyone, so he has a sympathetic audience with the Jews. However, what, what you have here are those hostile to the gospel, will not stop until it is until uh, either the gospel triumphs in the end, that is our eschatology, or they they snuff it out, which is what uh, every government. Uh, And every system and every culture has tried to do for 2,000 years, and it will not work. So, Lord willing, we'll see you guys here tomorrow. We'll see what happens next. See you then.